What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Richard Geek Podcast. Today, I am pleased to uh, discuss all things crypto and a very interesting take on crypto and uh, dealing with children. This is Will Rush who's the CEO and founder of Stack. How are you doing, Will? Great. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. So this is uh, very interesting. I, I think a lot of us have children. You know, God forbid anyone younger than me ask me about crypto because I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> exist. I have no idea. You know, there's a bunch of people that are, I don't know what mining is. They're digging in the ground, doing something, and they're coming up with crypto so you know i have no idea what it is so explain to us a little bit you know it's very interesting it's an investing platform designed to make all of this approachable and understandable to teens and i guess that's who we want to get to know right because they're the, the upcoming generation yeah exactly i mean so i've spent um you know the last 12 years of my career in some field of the securities industry. So I worked with Robinhood and Charles Schwab and E-Trade and TD Ameritrade and a lot of businesses mm -hmm. like that. Um, and so a lot of them have custodial products, which is what the custodial meaning under 18 products. Um, and really that's for tax advantages. A lot of parents mm -hmm. want to, you know, put investments aside for their kids and they mm -hmm. don't have to be under their tax rate and they can, um, you know, even be tax free if they're, they're under a certain threshold. And so, um, Knowing that, that that world has sort of changed in the last three to five years, I worked most recently with a company called Copper, and Copper was mm -hmm. building a banking and stock trading platform that really was for teens first, um, meaning that instead of just putting as a parent an investment aside for a few years and waiting until your kid turned 18 and giving it to them so that they go pay for college or a house or something else, they said, what if we could get them on the platform as actual users and we could actually educate them? And they could, you know, make decisions financially that their parents were sitting in the passenger seat for. And so it was a really great product. We let kids graduate high school with the 780 credit score. Um, we helped them reach savings goals for college and cars and all sorts of things. Um, and then as I was, you know, like creating the thesis for what our investing product really was going to be, it was very clear. We actually would run A-B tests on social media. We would change one word, stock to crypto. We would get five times the engagement. Um, and it was just very clear that teens were much more curious and interested and willing to think about a crypto account before they were a stock account. Hmm. And then we would see horror stories on Reddit of kids actually getting locked out of a Coinbase account because they had used their parents' details or driver's license to go hack their way in 
And Coinbase's software was good enough to recognize that it wasn't the parents that were actually controlling the account. Um, and so we said, let's go be the good guys. Let's go take on this kind of crazy Web3 crypto world um, and be the first ones to create the, the mm -hmm. team product for it. Why do you think the kids are so much more interested in crypto than stock? Are, are they saying, well, stocks is what grandma and grandpa did? You know, my parents, crypto, you know, I'm, is that what they're thinking? Or why crypto instead of stock? I think there's probably two things we got. It. One is exponential returns, right? I mean, what, how, regardless of how you feel about uh, crypto, there is a thought behind it that if you invest in it, there is a potential for exponential returns, maybe more than stock or other investment vehicles. Mm -hmm. Whether that actually happens, of course, is a huge question. But um, that is part of, I think, the zeitgeist and curiosity behind it. Mm -hmm. And then I think number two is teens are so digitally native already, mm -hmm. right? They spend a, a lot more time than even when I was in high school mm -hmm. on their phones, in video games, in digital environments. And so digitally native currency, I think, mm -hmm. is a natural um, it's a much more natural thing for them than it even is for, you know, my generation of millennials or, or you know, generations above me, too. Mm -hmm. So if as a parent and I wanted to get my kid involved in crypto, talk about there there has to be something in my like co-signing things or, you know, because they're under 18. What kind of explain the process for our listeners out there that how they might get their children into crypto? Yeah, so there's something in order to have an under 18 year old attached to a financial product, you have to have something called UTMA authorization, and that's the Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. Um, and really what that allows you to do as a parent is capture some tax advantages, um, you know, on the account, but then you also do cosign. And so that means that while your kid's under 18, you have the overending authority on the account. And so you can say, I want to approve every transaction. I want to let my kid, you know, have the keys and I'll just kind of sit on the sidelines or anywhere in between. You can say like, hey, maybe I want to review things over $50 in case something, you know, someone's making a big trade or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if it, you know, so you it hits say, $5 million, you could say, hey, you know, thanks, kid. <laughs> You know. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, the, the cool part of it is that what happens at 18 is we then transition it into the miner's name. And so it's a really cool way to bequeath money to your child, you know, like other than a trust or something else. Mm -hmm. And it's really for anybody, right? You mm -hmm. can do $50. Um, there is no dollar limit. We're not charging you a big AUM fee for setting up some big investment vehicle. Um, and so it's a sort of a price sensitive way to effectively give money um, to a kid and not just have it sit in a bank account and lose value due to inflation, you know, over that time. So let's talk about all things stack and how wonderful it is for, you know, someone to sit, you know, sit there and it's like, yeah, you know, that it really makes sense that my child should own some crypto, um, even though I don't understand it. Uh, but you're giving them, you know, well, I'll shut up and just tell us a little bit about what Stack is and how it teaches the kids all things crypto. Yeah, so we do a couple of things on our platform. One is we've made top-end decisions about our platform to make it a closed ecosystem. Um, and so in decentralized finance, it's a very unpopular um, business model, right? It, it's almost like it's, it's not necessarily DeFi, it's more centralized finance, mm -hmm. meaning by creating this closed ecosystem, we close off 99% of all fraud that happens in crypto on our platform. And how we do that 
is we actually don't allow crypto on and off ramps. And that's the number one way that most fraudulent activity happens. Maybe somebody, you know, on Discord or on the internet tells you, hey, give me access, get, send me your wallet address and is pretending to look like your parent or pretending to look like your friend or something um, so that you send them money and then you lose all your money. So all of that is not allowed in our platform at all. And so we've mm -hmm. been really thoughtful about just the security aspect mm -hmm. of putting kids and parents on this platform. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that we really focused on is how do we educate? How do we make education something that kids will actually engage in? And so that comes down to one content, creating content that we think is native for teenagers. And so it looks a little bit more like a social media feed um, than like, you know, just like quiz questions or something. Mm -hmm. And then number two is we actually double down by rewarding them for every, um, you know, like every module that they fulfill on our platform with a small amount of crypto. And so we actually help them build wealth by giving them free crypto for educating themselves. And so a way that a parent can think about it is they pay to be on our platform monthly, um, but they essentially get the platform for free in crypto rewards if their kid is actually educating themselves on it. Mm -hmm. That's fa it's fantastic. And everybody, uh, I know it's like, okay, stack, you know, what is it? You know, it's the websites, try stack.io. So don't try comp.com.org. Try stack.io. You know, I think this is, it's really fascinating. And it's about time that I, I think it was only a matter of time that these people, people like yourself and people that are developing these things start targeting and, and I shouldn't say target, I should educating children because I think there's just a huge discrepancy right now of uh, the 20 somethings, you know, the mid twenties and thirties, they're just in financial ruin. They just, you know, they've, they don't know how to do anything outside of <laughs> their little bubble that they've been in all their lives to get out in the real world and they don't know anything. So, you know, really kudos, um, for what you're doing now, how do you, appreciate that. what are the uh, differences? Well, I, I see it all the time. I, I, I talk to these 20 some year olds and, and it, they know nothing about the real world. It seems like, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them that I talk <laughs> to and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is the future of our, our planet. You know, all they care <laughs> about, you know, and they, they care about some really good things, you know, the earth and, and some of these things, but, real world stuff outside of saving the environment they don't know anything um so don't get me started okay that's enough of that so back on this um thank you for doing this hopefully it'll hopefully it'll it'll uh, millions of kids will, will sign up and and this will be wonderful now how do you stack up you know we're talking about robin hood uh coinbase is another thing um how do you compare to those? Because I, I think people have heard of Robinhood, you know, some of the, the ones that are there. I don't know if they've been out there longer or they just have larger marketing. How do you stack up and what's the differences between you and them? Yeah, well, I mean, um, Robinhood was was kind of born out of the last financial crisis, the 2008 financial crisis. They've been around for obviously a really long time. Coinbase has been around for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're an 18 month old business. So we're, we're obviously just much greener a than them. Um, what makes us different is a couple of things. One is they're not authorized for UTMA accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and so you actually can't be an under 18 year old in their platform. They cater to a young audience, both of them, but they usually specialize in like the 18 to 29 segment predominantly. Um, whereas of course we're like 13 to 17. 
Mm-hmm. And so just based on that one difference, like just legally, we are a legal platform for teenagers to be on. And, you know, people are living above the law by, by being 15 and being on Coinbase or Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is, is how we conduct business. And so this comes down to the business model. How, how are you making money? Coinbase and Robinhood are volume-driven businesses. Mm-hmm. And so what very unsurprisingly, what they show you the second that you show up to their app is a one-day trading chart. They show you like, what is Amazon stock done this one day? And that's because they want you to trade every day that you're on the platform because that's how they make money. They make money the more you trade. Um, we are completely the opposite business model where we are totally agnostic and we actually teach on our platform a long-term investing approach and we double down on that through our revenue model. Um, and that's, again, our subscription fees that a parent pays per month for their kid to be on. And we're starting off at $1 a month. So it's very, very affordable. Um, and really all that's about is making sure that we have a way to make money that's not tied to forcing someone to want to day trade because we don't think that that's a successful strategy. We don't mm-hmm. think that that's something that we should be educating, you know, youth on. Certainly it doesn't mean that day trading is a fully bad thing, but it's definitely not where you should start um, with the investing market. Yeah. Yeah. 13 year olds, 15 year olds don't need to be doing something like that every day. They need to be concentrating on some other things. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned a little bit about the UTMA tax advantages for someone that has no idea what that is. What are some of those advantages? Yeah, so there's a, a threshold that the IRS comes out with every year. The threshold for 2022 is $2,300. And so that means if you recognize $2,300 or less in gains for your child in that given year, you actually don't even have to file a tax um, report because there's no taxable income under that threshold. Um, once they go above that threshold, I think the IRS has taken the approach that you know, they're probably have a pretty high net worth parent. Um, and it could even be just a parent pretending, you know, to capture some some tax-free money for their child. And that's when you actually have to file a tax form and do other things. Mm-hmm. But assuming that it's under that threshold, um, it just means that it's it's we keep money in children's wallets. Meaning you put a hundred dollars in the platform, maybe you double it and you have now two hundred dollars, you keep a hundred percent of that two hundred dollars. Doesn't go to the government, doesn't go to us. So what does go to you? Just that monthly fee or is there that monthly subscription fee? And we actually are, are operating. So you get the first 12 months of our platform entirely free if you sign up in the next six months. And so our early users will be able to test out the platform, see if they like it, see if they don't like it. Um, and if they don't like it, they can you know get out of the platform before they even spend a dollar. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fantastic. Hear that, everyone? It doesn't even cost you anything. Get on it. Tristack.io get going because it's why not you know you know what's the worst thing that could happen you're educating your child on crypto you know it's they make some money you know that's the worst thing totally <laughs> so why I mean, not I think do about it? my I, I think about myself in high school um and i learned the hard way as probably a lot of us did you know we we learned by messing up and making mistakes mm-hmm. and I made mistakes as a young professional when I had a couple thousand dollars that I was saving and that's a tough mistake to make. But if you could make mistakes with $20 or $50, you know, that mm-hmm. you're doing in high school, you'll just be a much more educated financial person and investor, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, it's fascinating. Now um, for us grownups, can we also learn? Do we have access to that learning content or is it just for the child? 
you have the exact same access. Not only do you have the same access, but you actually can contribute. You can get free crypto for your child Mm -hmm. for educating yourself too. Um, Ah. And so it's kind of a fun pairing process. We did a lot of user testing in the early days and we actually learned that parents wanted to educate themselves with their child. And, um, you know, we're using our platform as a, as an opportunity for them to get crypto educated mm-hmm. along with their child. Um, and so I think that's become a really cool kind of camaraderie between a child and their parent, both yeah. being on our platform, both educating themselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that the, I, I can just see it now that, you know, the child saying, you know, dad, what are you dumb? You know, this is what crypto is all about. And this is, you know, <laughs> then now there's this little, oh yeah, well, I'm going to start learning, you know, to, to see if I can stump the kid. Um, so, but I do, I think it's just, why not sit down with your children and learn at the same time, but what all this crypto stuff is all about. Um, and, and talking about today, do you think crypto is in the news a lot? It really is. Um, do you think it's a correction? Do you think it's my just personal, coming down? Yeah, what's your personal take? I mean, my personal take on crypto, so I'll say this, as, as a truly securities person, right? Mm-hmm. I come from a long career in securities, and so I'm probably one of the more old school um, thought patterns in the crypto mm-hmm. world. Um, I think that there's there's a lot of really good things about crypto when you just consider the technology, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, what was Bitcoin you know, made to be? Mm-hmm. Bitcoin was made to be this universal way to move money faster and cheaper at the end of the day, right? Like just very simply. And there was a huge data problem in finance. Everybody had created these closed ecosystems that made when you want to move your money from Bank of America bank account to Charles Schwab investing account so that you can go put money in the stock market or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, It takes three to five days to do it. You get charged a fee every time you do it. And so if you could have a way to move money across ecosystems really naturally and pay a fraction of whatever, you know, a bank was going to charge you, that's the beauty, I think, of it. Um, it's gotten into this very convoluted world, right, of some, some bad actors, some businesses that, you know, preach being one thing and they end up being a totally other thing. And then everybody realizes it and loses a bunch of money. And I think those are the tough stories, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the... Um, the, the two different sides of the coin. Um, I think everybody should have a little bit of cryptocurrency in their portfolio, full stop. I think mm-hmm. it is something that, um, you know, I, I, I challenge myself personally as a, you know, mid 30 something person um, saying, if I'm not trying out new things, then I'll start becoming a dinosaur, you know, and I'll, like and I'll stop um, like, like knowing about the world around me. And I think there's, there's some part of just embracing crypto, even at a small amount so that you can mm-hmm. understand it so that you can see, you know, how the ecosystem works. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean you have to be an evangelist and you definitely should not have hundred percent of your portfolio in crypto. <laughs> right. No, no, you know, I, I believe in, in diversification. Absolutely. And, and I think that crypto is even coming, uh, a little because it's coming down and we're seeing some, some bottoming out. If you go old school, like me, I'm like, going, okay, now this is, might be the time to buy, you know, yeah. that's, that's how I buy real estate. That's how I buy all these other things. It's, you know, you, you buy low and, and you know, when the next last recession, you know, and depression was, was uh, happened. And that's when a lot of people made money because people panicked, they sold, everything came down and, People like us were like going, okay, you know, because it will go back. Now up. it's time to get in. Now it's yeah, time to yeah. get in because it will recover. It always does. 
Um, now, I, I think it will. I think it will, truly. I, I think yeah. that the market will recover. Um, and I think that what's going to make it recover is the is the unsexy things that a lot of crypto evangelists actually don't like, like regulation, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it being adopted by mainstream brands and companies and things like that. And there's a lot of good in that, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. It, it, well, it gets rid of, you know, these, these bad actors that you're talking about. Now, do you have it in your platform or is there a, a way for us to learn who are some of the bad actors? How do I know that when I'm investing that this is this company even exists? Yeah. So what we do is we make we do two things there. One is top of the funnel decisions, meaning what do we actually give you access to on the platform? Um, and so making thoughtful decisions there. I mean, we only have five coins on our platform. And that's because um, these five coins, the level of volume that they have, and also our, um, you know, beliefs of the technology that's actually under the hood mm-hmm. and the use cases for it, we feel strongly enough that they're, you know, probably the five best players in crypto, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like allowing access to the right things, I think is kind of step one. Step two then becomes a lot about the education portal. Um, and so we actually do have a section of education on fraud schemes. And we actually um, challenge you to understand, I mean, the, the, the like 30,000 foot view of crypto fraud is the weaknesses in the user, right? It's in you. Mm-hmm. You are the one that most often is tricked into sending your money somewhere or being duped or being the, you know, subject to a phishing attack or something else. And so we try to educate on what those look like and almost keep them very current in mm-hmm. the current fraud schemes that are happening so that that can be part of the education that you build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic because that that would be my worry. It's like, I've never heard of any of these companies. So, okay, yeah. this one has a sexy name and, and you know, what are those logos that, you know, the dog and the, the different, artwork that's on those coins coins. yeah doge coins things like that like that's a cool looking little dog um so um that's how much i know about this stuff you know i I need to dig into it more uh talk to us (laughs) a little bit about when someone signs up what are these games or these worksheets and what is that experience like you know how surreal are they are they worksheets or are they games how do you teach? Yeah, we actually, so um, what we've realized is that the number one educational medium for 13 to 17 year olds is YouTube, which probably unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, they educate themselves through YouTube videos. And so if we could create short form video content that was educational and then follow it up almost with a challenge to each video, that's basically what our content looks like. It's, um, it's video content that gets released. You get five opportun- five challenges every day. And so every day, a new, new set of five challenges unlocks. You watch a 30-second video that's supposed to teach you one thing. And then you basically answer a question about that one thing to make sure that you retained it. Um, and every time you get one of those things right, you get a little bit of free crypto every time. Um, there's some future things that were that are in the works of just like, you know, decoding a, a 15 or 16-year-old's brain. Um, and like thinking about the psychology of what's their attention span, what's the sweet <laughs> spot, you know, of how long we can keep them on the platform and educate them that we don't start having them trail off, you know, um, and do a little bit at a time. And so, so 
we're, we're getting smarter, I think, with that every day, but um, we'll continue to be dynamic on creating. Good well, I tell you, if you can decode the teenager's mind, you'll just make billions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that, that, that alone. Um, so, okay, what if I have more than one child? So you can have multiple children on the platform. You manage them from one parent account. Um, and basically at the top of the app, you can imagine a drop down that you just pick which child's account you want to check into. Um, you can see their educational progress. You can see how their, you know, um, gains or losses on each coin. And then one of the other things that I think we've uh, really leaned to in our platform is we only show you lifetime gains and losses. And that's again, being very intentional about the long-term investing approach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and saying to kids like this is really about getting in the habit of saving a little bit of money whatever you want to save every month or every quarter or whatever it is mm -hmm. um putting it somewhere that's going to outpace inflation and letting it sit there because you have an investment horizon um that i wish i started investing you know when i was 13 14 15 years old um and i also wish that i put my idle cash in an investing account more often you know because i just have yeah. more money yeah. And so getting in that habit earlier, I think, is, is really the number one behavior that we're trying to instill. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, yes, if someone, you know, because when I was that age, it's like, yeah, I could have gotten in on, you know, Amazon when it first started and, you know, Google when it first started, Berkshire Hathaway <laughs> when it was, I mean, it's like, my God, if I just knew, um, if I had someone to teach me, it would have been just wonderful. Now, I, I'm on your, your website and something is, is interesting. Talk to me a little bit about the entrepreneur community. Yeah, so the entrepreneur community is predominantly made up of student investment clubs, investment clubs, sometimes they finance clubs. Um, and usually the president of that like high school investment club or whatever it is, joins that community that we have. We have a little over 150 now, um, a couple of ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they actually bring us into their high school and we put on a financial literacy workshop, no strings attached. There's no, they don't pay us for it. Um, you know, usually there is a user output that some kids naturally want to sign up for our platform by, you know, meeting our company. Um, but the intention there is if stack fails, the company goes nowhere. We do nothing special. The number one thing that I will walk away from all of this with a really full heart is that we've shown up to hundreds of high schools and we've taught some level of personal finance. Um, and so that's, that's the most special thing I think that we do. And we start with like really, really basics, you know, it's stuff like everybody tells you to get a good job and go eat ramen noodles and save as much as you can. And that's really not how you produce income. How you produce income is diversifying your income streams. It's having more than one place that you're making money, um, is by getting in the habit of moving your money in the right places and doing it earlier in your life. So that you have a longer investment horizon, um, and then demystifying the fact that to be a good investor, you actually don't have to, um, you know, know the entire stock market world and be a day trader on Wall Street bets or something. You know, um, I think there's this like demystification that needs to happen that says the S and P 500 index outperforms 95% of hedge funds every year, right? And these are people. Yeah. Hedge funds are people that spend 40 year careers trying to figure out the stock market, and they get outperformed by one investment vehicle that you could put all your money in tomorrow, and you'd outperform most of them. Um, and so just teaching the simplicity of putting, making small decisions um, and intentional decisions, that's what we're all about. 
Yeah, I, th I think it's just so wonderful. And uh, I appreciate your time. I, it's been eye-opening for me. You know, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. And everyone, again, it's free for the next six months or, you know, by the time this comes up for the next, you know, several months. Why not? You know, I mean, try it out at tristack.io. It even says it, tristack. So uh, anything else that I've missed that uh, you want to get out there about this wonderful platform that you guys have? No, I think that's it. Like if there's any listeners that um, have high school kids, you know, they're conscientious that want to join the entrepreneur community, certainly have them sign up. Um, I think it's a cool way to like boost your college resume or just get some professional experience too. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, yeah, check out the platform. There's no strings attached. Again, you can come on, check it out, um, take your money off anytime you want. Um, and uh, really enjoyed being here. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. And where else can people find you other than tristech.io? They can find me personally on LinkedIn. That's probably the medium that I'm the most active on. Um, and I'm just LinkedIn slash will dash rush. Um, mm -hmm. So super simple. And then, um, you know, you can follow us. We're unsurprisingly on, on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. A lot of the kind of socials that teenagers are on mostly. Um, yeah. But you can be sure to check us out there too. Perfect. Will, thank you so much. And everybody try it again. Tristech.io. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening. And leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you, and thanks for listening.